the pay gap is real. And even though things are changing, the fact remains that many women of color still don't advocate for themselves enough when it comes to a pay raise. And you probably know that I'm going to say that it's time for a change because you absolutely deserve a pay raise because the money that you make today sets you up for the future. And so I want you to give yourself the permission to negotiate for a higher pay. ¿No sabes cómo hacerlo? Well, that's the topic of today's episode because at the end of this episode, you're going to have a ton more confidence to get after it. ¿No sabes cómo hacerlo? That is okay because at the end of this episode, you're going to have tips, strategies, and confidence to get after it. You are listening to Her Dinero Matters, the podcast helping Latinas have increased confidence and control over their finances. My name is Jen Hempel, and as an accredited financial counselor, my mission is to help you be more confident and simplify your finances so you can save more, get out of debt quicker, and build your wealth. Now, I know, I may sound like a broken record here, but knowing your worth is absolutely essential when it comes to getting rid of those limiting beliefs. And it's really important when you go to ask for a higher pay. Think about it. It's really hard to ask for more pay when you're lacking that belief in yourself. Fortunately for us, our guest today, Isi Aladojovi, is going to simplify higher pay negotiation, and she's going to teach you to do it in a confident way with some incredible strategies and tips. She is a career coach who has helped over 300 women negotiate salary increases, totaling about $4 million since the pandemic began. Her negotiation training has empowered women to earn six figures, double their income, and advance their careers. Así que prepárate para conseguir todo lo que deseas. But before we continue, I want to hear your stories and experiences when it comes to salary negotiation. So later in the show, I'm going to show you where you can join that conversation. But for now, get ready to take notes as we dive in into strategies and tips that's going to help you build confidence and get paid what you deserve. So now let's go meet our guest. Welcome, Easy. I'm so excited to have you here and really get to know you. And I noticed before we kick off this conversation, you and I have a love for food. Oh, yes. Carbs, chicken barbecue. Tell me about that. Where did that get started? All your life? All my life. (laughs) I love good food. It it just makes me so happy. I hear you. And for there's been a while, I'm going to be honest with you, that carbs, because they there's been such a bad image of carbs that I was like, I had this bad relationship with carbs, but now I'm all full blown in on carbs. Listen, <laughs> And I'm not regretting it. I'm good. I love it. I love carbs, girl. Please don't get me started. <laughs> I know I had to get started with that because I wanted to break the ice. And I, the next thing that I want to do AC, is to go back in time. If you can take us back in time and tell us about maybe a certain time in your life, whether you were very little, maybe it could have been in your teenage years, whenever that was, that you had an experience, that you observed something uh, that really impacted and shaped how you perceive money, how you even maybe manage money, how you feel about money to this day that really had an impact. 
take us back to that time. Yeah, so I remember uh, my parents, they are immigrants. I am Nigerian and they're, they immigrated to this country and my parents ended up falling out and not making it in their marriage. And I just remember the hardship that was really crazy for our family when it just came to making ends meet with my mom being a single mom. My dad was present and he was awesome and he paid for things and took care of us in that way. But things just seemed a bit more difficult than we would have liked. And something that's really interesting, and many people don't know this, is I am celebrating eight years of marriage next Tuesday. Congratulations. Thank you. And I got married in 2015. And the year I got married, um, I got married that August, actually a couple months before that, like May, our family actually got evicted and lost our housing. Yeah and ended up hanging out at my uncle's house for a couple months, sleeping on the floor. And so I know what it's like to kind of be destabilized and and not have that financial protection. That's a part of um, being able to live life in a way that feels good. Because you know, when the financial scarcity is there, everything kind of feels out of whack. So I've had some journeys with money, but here I am and today's a different story for that. I'm, I thank God for it. Oh, so awesome. Now, I'm also curious from that, those experiences, did that shape in any way what you do today? Because one of the fantastic things that I appreciate that you do today is you help women to really have more confidence in themselves to ask for more money to negotiate a higher raise. Because you and I know women of color are at the bottom of that ladder when it comes yeah. to that pay gap. Yeah. And so you're doing some really great work around this. I'm curious that those experiences have any impact on what you're doing today. Yeah, it's interesting because I loved when you sent that question over because I, I don't think I'd made the direct correlation, right? I am just such a freedom fighter. And I believe deeply that people should have, especially underrepresented people like you and I, we are such hard workers. Many of us come from a lineage of brilliance. And just because of us coming to this country, our parents coming to this country, not understanding the lay of the land, we end up at the bottom of the totem pole in a lot of ways, not because we're not skilled, not because we're not brilliant, but because we don't understand how the the systems work. And the systems aren't, I mean, we know there are some not great systems in place, but what I say is understanding the rules of engagement, not so much so like you're playing a game and being disingenuous, but if you don't understand how things work, you can't do your best. And so for me, I've always been passionate about being the best. And I believe you should be rewarded when you show up as your best self. And so that has fueled my work kind of indirectly, this negotiation work. Cause I'm like, if you're going to show up and be the best in the room, and many of us, many women, many women of color are often the best, but they struggle with imposter syndrome and their confidence. And then their subconscious tells them, oh, you're really not that good. Oh, you're taking up too much space. Oh, you really didn't do that much on that project. You know, this person did more than you. And then they shrink back. So the world doesn't get to know their greatness. So yeah, I would say everything I've been through has fueled me and prepared me for this moment and got me excited about helping people get the maximum amount of money possible for the value they bring to the table. And you mentioned something, the rules of engagement. Can you take us through, can you explain that to us? 
What are those rules of engagement uh, when it comes to at the workforce or uh, negotiating for a job or considering asking for a raise, those type of things? What do you mean by that? Yeah, great question. So every space we step into has rules of engagement. And if you don't understand the rules of engagement, you will be at a loss. And a lot of times we don't study or we don't come from a lineage of people who understand that. And so we come in many times and we are lost. And so when I talk about the rules of engagement, a couple things, because we could talk about this all day, that I want your listeners to keep top of mind is this. Asking for a raise or asking for a salary that is connected and on par with your experience and what the market is commanding is not a bad thing. It's how capitalism works. The reason why you deserve to be paid that amount of money is because you are saving or creating five to 10 to 20 X the value for the company. Companies are not charity. They are not giving out roles because they're Santa. They need you. You bring a level of impact or cost savings. And some of the work we need to do is to sit down and get connected with the value we bring to our roles. So rule of engagement one, you are valuable. That is why a company goes out of their way to hire recruiters and invest all this money and find you and hire you and then pay you a salary. Once you get comfortable with that major rule, then everything else gets easier. Another major rule of engagement is a negotiation is not a fight. It does not mean you are ungrateful. Negotiation, it's a conversation. Hey, they've already identified that they want you. Out of all of the people that came through the process, they gave you the offer. So of course, do they want to start over? Do they want to go back to their number two or three? No, you're their number one. So all you're doing through negotiation is we're trying to figure out something that works for both me and you. So understanding that negotiation is not something you should be scared of. It does not mean you are rude or ungrateful. It is many times expected. And as long as it's done with respect and honor, It is welcome. So those are two major things that I think if people could experience that mindset shift and understand those two things, oh my gosh, you'd be negotiating every salary you get. Those are two powerful things to remember. I love that. And I love how you frame that because when I was listening to that, it put me at ease. It put me at, oh, I am that good or, oh, you know, it it just elevated me and my confidence instantly just hearing you tell us that. And I know it's going to do that for those listening today. Now, I'm curious to know because of the great work that you do, because again, I applaud you uh, just because it's something that we so need. Could you share with us? just maybe a few stories of some individuals that through working with you have really increased their income in their current job. And let us know what are some key actions that led to that success? Absolutely, absolutely. So would you love to hear, Jen, people who increased their salary by staying in their role and asking for more or people who went to new roles? Or would you like a story from both? I think from both. I think that would be very interesting. Great, great, great. So we have one of our clients, I'm going to call her Amina. We changed names just to protect people's identities. So Amina was a lawyer who actually ended up increasing her salary in her role by $50,000. Now, I like to tell really larger than life stories because then if you hear that, you're like, well, she could do that for 50K. 
I could surely get five or 10 or 15. So that's the power, right? That's where I want you to go with this. And she was someone that was also a top performer. She's a woman of color. And she realized that she had been afraid to ask for more money because she did not want to come off as greedy or ungrateful or any of those other negative things. But she did the research. And this is something that you will find that I tell people all the time. You've got to research and understand what is on ground. You never want to be the person that's overshooting and asking for 150K because that's what I'm worth. But the role is really a $60,000 role. And then you never want to be the person who the role is really worth 150 and you've only ever made like $60,000 and you're asking for it. Well, 70 would be nice. You've got to do the research. So she did the research. She realized that she could actually be making much more in her role. So she had a conversation with her manager. She laid out all of the great work she had been doing, all of the great work on her projects. And she set up that meeting. She had that conversation and she said, I would love to see an increase in my compensation to the tune of X, Y, Z percent. And they said, okay, they took it. They went back to HR. They said, we couldn't do that number, but we can do this number. And the higher number, she was like, if I get that number, oh my gosh, that'd be great. So she kind of overshot, which we like people to overshoot a little bit because it gives you more space. She came back and she was super happy with what she got. It was more money than she thought she would get as far as an increase in a current role. Because historically, and this is true, I would say 99% of the time, you were going to see the biggest salary increase when you go to a new role. It's just almost always like that. So our other client, she came to us, she was making 75K and she has about four years of work experience. She landed a new role and that new role, she got $150,000, right? So she doubled her salary. Now, the power in that was targeting high quality roles where you know you can be making more. One thing I'll say about negotiation, Jen, that I want to put everyone who's listening at ease, it's not that hard. I promise you. And I'm not saying that because I'm trying to dumb it down. It's quite simple. The work, the underground work is doing the mindset work where you give yourself permission to ask and then doing the research, knowing your numbers. Then it's as simple as having the conversation and saying the words, which we can get into, you know, in further questions. Or if you want me to knock it out now, I can. But those are two stories of women who doubled their salaries and increased it by a ton. And we have so many more stories like that um, in our archives. I love hearing those stories because I know you mentioned we, as women, we just don't like to ask for more. We feel maybe it's we're being selfish or we lack some confidence, but we have to remember that because we we have that pay gap, right, amongst women of color and we're just at the bottom of that ladder, that makes a difference. That money that you earn, and if, you, if that doesn't change much, it doesn't increase much, you're not able to do more with your life. So if you're Think about, because we as women, we like to take care of our families, right? They, they come first, we put ourselves last. But think about of ta you taking care of them and you, but earning more so you can invest more, so you can save more, so you, you can just do more with your money. You know, having that more money gives you more possibilities. It's not uh -huh. selfish. It's, it's not greedy. It just opens up those opportunities and it gives you some peace because you're not scrambling, trying to figure out whether paying the next bill or, or stress because you're paying off debt. So I want, you know, as you listen to EC here, I want you to give you yourself the permission to uh, earn more because uh, you deserve it. 
and it just makes a difference over the course of time. And, you know, when you get into retirement age, that the work that you're doing right now, it's going to make a huge difference down the line, not just right now. Think of the long term. And then the data says when you do not negotiate, you lose over a million dollars. Oh, I can. Yeah, I believe it. And many of you, like I've met women, they have calls with me. We have these um, fulfilled clarity calls that you can have with our team where we really go and break down like what is going on in your career? What's not working? What do you want to see happen? And do you want to work with us to help you change your life? And I've spoken to women, Jen, who have worked for 10 years, who have never increased their salary. Like they never negotiated. Or if they go to another role, it might be a 5K increase. And they're like, oh, I'm just fine with that. Or I talk to women, they've been working 10, 15 years, eight years. They're making after all those years of experience. And it's like, you can have so much more. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. All those years of experience, how, like you mentioned earlier, what, how have you in, helped that company increase or companies increase their bottom line? Absolutely. <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a lot more uh, than that. Now, I'm also curious because you've met, really given some good tips. You've really spoken about really shifting that mindset in terms of it's okay to ask for more, and and you sh- shared us those rules of engagement. What about what advice would you give to that person? that maybe is in a position where there's just no room for advancement or a raise. Like maybe they've tried and there was just, they were like, no, (laughs) they were knocked down. I mean, I know you mentioned that statistically that going to another position, going to another company, the, the pay increases more. Would that be the way to go? Or what if that person really loves that job? Or what, how would you approach talking to this person and what kind of advice would you give? So the first thing I would do, you've had the negotiation conversation, you brought the data and you really made a case for yourself because that's the first thing, Jen. Some people don't really make a case. They might just throw out to their manager, oh, I think I should be making more or, you know, they're just flippant. You've got to make the case and you've got to do it the right way. So let's say you've done that and they come back to you and they're just like, Jen, there's nothing we can do for you. Here's what you need to do. One, you need to understand what does promotion cycle look like? Are you up for promotion? Have you done the thing? So I'm always telling people, you can't just let your career happen to you. What's the promotion cycle? What is your growth trajectory? What is your career plan? When you're in your one-on-ones with your manager, are you having these conversations? So if promo is coming up soon, you should understand the promo bands. You should understand where you fall. You should understand what the salary increase looks like. And if it's coming up in about three months and you know what's going to happen. Now, I've heard of people saying that they're going to go for promo and the company kind of flips it on them. If you have the right kind of rapport and relationship with your manager, you really should understand what's coming down the pipeline. And if the budget's there or are they not increasing salaries this year because of budget, whatever, you should know before we get to promo. So that's the first thing. If promo's on the horizon, you're up for it. And the increase and the band you're sitting at or going to be sitting at during promo is what you really are happy with, then you could wait it out. I would say actually start looking while that promo band thing is happening, because guess what? Something could happen last minute and they're like, oh, we have too many managers going up for promo. You just can't go. And you are banking on it. 
So one, understand promo schedule and how much more money is on the table if you wait a couple months. Two, look for a new role. Absolutely look for a new role. And we've had like one of our clients, she got a new role somewhere, brought it back to her team. And of course, every time you bring a new role back, they all of a sudden have money for you. Interesting how that happens. Interesting how it just materializes. <laughs> they offered her a 10K increase and she actually stayed um, because she already knew the company. She loved the company. And so sometimes you can get a competing offer and it doesn't have to be hostile. Again, you have to understand culture, rules of engagement, have a good relationship with your manager. These things all play a factor into how you strategize, how you move. So I would have them actually do that. You've got to go find another role. You've got to think about your family. You've got to think about your goals. You can't sit there like a bump on a log and say, well, they won't pay me more. No, you've got to move. That's good stuff. Now, I'm curious because you've mentioned the rules of engagement. You've mentioned doing the research. You've mentioned uh, understanding the promotion cycle. And I'm sure I've missed something there and uh, in between. Are there any other maybe lesser known tactics that the person listening right now can use to negotiate that maybe you just haven't mentioned? Yeah. So this is this is where we start. Ground zero. What do you believe about money? Because what you believe about money will dictate how that negotiation goes. If you grew up and you came from a background where money was tight or you worked really, really hard for money, you might think you don't deserve that much of a bump. Or if you see the opportunity to double your salary, you'll run the other way. I can't do that. I don't deserve that. Is it good? Am I greedy? Too much? You've got to deal with mindset. And anyone that comes into my world and watches anything or does anything, I talk about mindset in our fulfilled program. We start with mindset because it dictates. Many of you don't have the guts to ask or you ask incorrectly, not because you're stupid, but because you are self-sabotaging on a subconscious level. And your brain's like, oh, we're not deserving of an increase. Money, Too much money is not good. Or if you get more money, you'll just waste it. You don't know what to do with more money. So when it's time to ask, you fumble the ball or you don't ask at all. So that's my first strategy. Write down what you actually believe about money and now do the work to get yourself set free. And we have a whole process for this in our program. But do the work to identify and then destroy and uproot so you can ask for what you really deserve. Another thing is, again, research. I talk about that a lot. It's great to find out salaries like as they are today. Levels.fyi, salary.com, LinkedIn. I like to aggregate salary data from like seven different places and really get an average, right? Like what is that actual number? And even talking to recruiters who are in other agencies because they have like fresh offers in hand of like what companies are offering right now. So data, data, data is so important. People don't do enough research on that. The other thing is phone interview. By the end of the first call, you should know how much the salary is for this um, role. Big mistake people make is they wait till the offer to ever talk about salary, and then they find out the role is offering $30,000 less than what they want. Such now, you a great to, tip. That is a huge one, Jen, because you don't go a into a conversation with a, a recruiter and they're like, what's your name? You're like, how much are you paying? Because I really know my worth. So don't waste my time. That's gross. No one wants to speak to someone like right. that. Like, if all you do is care about money, like the next time you get an offer, you're, you're out the door. And so a recruiter will know that. But you have the phone interview. And depending on how in demand you are, I have some of my clients actually strategically have that conversation in the DMs when recruiters and people are speaking to them because they're just fielding so many offers, right? But again, you have to be strategic and craft your conversations properly. But let's say you're on a phone interview. It's the end of the call. And they're like, you have any other questions? Anything you want to? We'd love to know the salary range for this role. Silent. And if they even, here's an extra tip, if they hit you back, well, what did you have in mind? You can say, I'm flexible, I'm open, I'm excited about the role. Would love to know what the budget is for this role. 
side. By then, they're going to answer because then it's a little tacky if they're hitting it back and forth with you. They'll let you know, and then you can decide, do I want to pursue this? Now, you if you if they say a number, and let's say your, your goal number is 100K, if they say 90, then you can kind of rest assured. If they say, okay, the role's between, let's say, 85 and 95, you can probably bump it up. If 100 is like your money number, like if I get 100, I'm happy, then you know you can negotiate. If they're like, it's 50 the chance of you negotiating them up to 100, now we're talking a whole different role, right? So it helps to know that information because now you can decide, do I want to keep going in this interview process? I also want to say this, you can sometimes keep going in the interview process and then they decide that you're better match for a higher role. And that's a possibility too, right? So it just depends on your time and where you are on your journey, um, whether or not you continue on with the conversation. That's so good. These are such great tips and such you have such great knowledge because I know when we're talking about more money, especially those that are listening that maybe at our job that right now you're stretched out thin in terms of not just working, uh, maybe stretched out thin time-wise, but stretched out thin in terms of finances, right? Maybe you're just living paycheck to paycheck. And we all know that we cannot, we can only cut back our spending so much. And the other way to really make our financial life easier is to make more money. And this is instead of trying to find a side hustle, which, you know, I'm, that's not to say you can't find one, less for more money at your job, that'll make your life more simple. So I am loving everything that you're sharing with us today, Easy. I'm curious too, in terms of, you know, we've talked about negotiation tactics and asking for money. And you talked about some strategies of what to do, what not to do, those type of things. What, in, in addition to monetary compensation, so you get an increase in salary, what are some other benefits or perks that individuals should be considering when going to that negotiation table uh, and asking for more? Absolutely. So when we are negotiating and helping our clients negotiate, you do always want to start with the base salary and making that as juicy as possible, right? Because that's what you're getting year after year. After that is bonus, where they can't meet you. And even if they do meet you, you can ask for a bonus. But where they can't meet you, sometimes they can make up for that in a one-time bonus. And again, bonuses are heavily taxed and it is one time. But hey, that's more money than you were getting before. So we're happy about that. Other things you can absolutely negotiate on is 401k matching percentage. You can negotiate on the start date, the job title. If you're strategic about that, a stronger job title can help you when you're going to your next role, right? On stocks, depending on the type of company that it is, hybrid. So let's say the company is not fully remote and you're really looking for remote. You may be able to say, hey, can I come in these days, these days, or can I come in, you know, can it flex? Um, or if they're really stuck on that, you can say, okay, can we review that, you know, three to six months in if everything is going well and I'm doing well and I'm hitting KPIs and XYZ, can we talk about remote being on the table, fully remote or more days on the table? And that's also another strategy, Jen, I wanted to give your listeners. If you really like the role and the conversation is not quite where you want it to be, you can actually ask them to write this into the offer letter. Like, are you all open to reviewing my performance in about three to six months? seeing how I'm doing, and then revisiting the compensation conversation with the goal of it being higher and closer to where I love it to be. That's so good because that makes it easier when that time comes, hey, because you know exactly. they agreed to it. <laughs> exactly. And then you understanding what does success look like so that you absolutely like can reverse engineer that and actually do that in the role. You can 
also negotiate wellness benefits and stipends. You can also negotiate your training and development budget. If you know you're a lifelong learner and you want to be able to go to certain conferences in your space, you can put that and say, hey, I would love a training and development budget because I am very serious about my personal development and want to continue to grow while I'm here at the company. So these are different things. PTO, depending on the company, you know, more vacation days. These are all things that are on the table for you. This is so good. Such good information. I'm loving it. Now, for those that maybe are just open to shifting, not necessarily full career, but maybe to a different sector or whatever, are there any industries or other sectors where there's the, that likelihood of better pay and, and job growth? Would you want to share those with us that you know of? Yeah. So Jen, the way I would actually approach that question or a better way to think about that question is take stock of your skills. You might be undervalued right now. You may not actually need to even move to a different industry. You might just actually need to work at another company. You may be where you've been way too long. So you haven't seen a really big adjustment in your salary. We talk a lot about the tech and health field. They'll always be growing, right? You see all this stuff with AI. And if you're like, listen, I'm ready to reinvent myself and do something new. If you can get into like anything data and AI machine learning, you know, connected or adjacent, that's powerful, right? So either you're the one doing it or you're working at a company and maybe you're working in their finance department, right? Like that's a rocket ship that's most likely taking off. But I would say, honestly, if you actually love the work you do and you enjoy your industry, try finding another company that's going to pay you what you deserve. Because we, our women come to us and many of them experience such radical shifts in their salary because they just haven't asked in a long time. They haven't moved in a long time. So they're not being paid what's really currently available to them. Wonderful. Well, this has been such a fantastic conversation, AC. Mm -hmm. I, there, are there, is there any parting words or anything that you want to leave us with today? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I want you all to know that it is worth taking the time to optimize your life for fulfillment and things can still change for you. I don't care how long you've been working. I don't care how long you've been searching for a new role. I don't care how bad things have been. If you make up your mind and say, I am ready for a shift, I am ready for transformation, I promise you, you can still rewrite your story and live the life of your wildest dreams. It first starts with giving yourself permission. And then second, it starts with getting help. What you've been doing up until this point has not been working. It's time to get the right help and get connected to the right person. Love it. Thank you so much, AC. This has been fantastic. I learned a lot today. Let's do a quick recap, shall we? You heard EC give us some incredible strategies and tangible tips. A key takeaway for me was understanding, of course, your worth and being, and not just understanding, but being able to communicate and articulate that value that you bring. She also taught us how quantifying our contributions with data is so key when you're going to make the case to getting a higher pay in your current role. Another critical action that I really thought was important was, of course, researching salaries and promotions, those timelines of those salaries and promotions. That is that way you have that right information before negotiating. So bottom line, you need to do the work to build the confidence in your worth, arm yourself with data and advocate for the income that you deserve. If you got any value, which hello, I know you did, 
go ahead and connect with Easy. There's a link in the show notes where you can connect with her. So go to the show notes right now. You can find them in your phone, especially if you're listening from Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Just tap on where you're listening to the podcast and there's going to be show notes and the link to connect with her will be right in the show notes. Or of course, you can go to my website for those show notes. Now I'm curious to know what your experience has been so far when you go for a raise. I'd love for you to share and have a conversation with us in our community over at jenhempill.com forward slash community. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube, you can also post those in the comments. Next week on the podcast, I'm going to share with you about our upcoming event, Financially Strong Latina 2023, and why you absolutely need to be there. So stay tuned for that solo episode. Bueno, pues, that is everything for today. Thank you so much for joining us today. You can check out the show notes over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 367. That is jenhemphill.com forward slash 367. Remember that being the reina starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.